Cultivate podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. Today, we are going to talk about the observer, the style five on the Enneagram. This um, style is also in the head triad and probably the boss of the head triad, to be honest, because they are the most in their head. This style reflects God's wisdom. The style five, the observer, is motivated by competency, gaining knowledge, and to uncover truth. The need for the style is to understand. They avoid foolishness, embarrassment, I'll add in there, and incompetency. They focus on things in the world around them making sense. The core sin for the observer is greed or stinginess. And here's, and we'll talk about this a little bit more with our guest, but this one, um, when you think of greed, you tend to kind of think financial or with money, but actually that's probably the least greedy thing about this style in that sin. They have a deep fear of being incapable. The underlying emotion for this style is, is fear. And we just, um, last week we talked to the four which is the fear of of um, being ordinary. The, for the observer, it's the fear of not being enough, like not not equipped in what you know and what you can do. Um, and so for this style, the transformation to embrace is always generosity, which is the opposite of greed, um, with trusting God that they are enough and to trust God's wisdom over their own. And they need to learn to give themselves emotionally and be generous with their time and their words. So this week, I'm super excited to have Lori Zimbardi with me, who um, is a dear friend of mine, very high five, has taught me probably the most about a five as I've studied the Enneagram. And just, it gave language to the friendship that we already had. It's not like you changed once I knew. I was like, oh, but I don't hear from her forever and ever and ever. Everything made sense. Everything made sense. And it, it, it really helped me just have so much understanding for you. But um, so when I was trying to think through the five, that's why I wanted you to come on here with me. Because I'm like, we already talk like this. I already know these things about you. But I think with the Enneagram, I've watched you do um, the unpacking of like, what does this look like for me? Oh, this is how this looks for me. Oh, this does trip me up you know? Um, and so I just think that you are one of the most competent wow. fives that I know. See what I did there? Yeah, I do see what you did. <laughs> um, one of the most competent fives to just share what it's like for the fellow observers listening. And if you're not a style five, chances are someone in your life is, and this can help you like it's helped me to understand how to love them the best. So a couple questions for you. What's funny that you can't see is like, I have all my show notes, my style shop snapshots and questions to ask things I want to not forget. Lori actually came in here with more notes yes. than I points. did. I'm ready. I have every possible <laughs> thing you might ask me. I'm going to post a picture of this because this is really funny. She actually has more notes to answer than I actually have questions Because I to needed ask. to, I needed to make sure what if, what if Tammy says, this okay what would my answer be and you and want to be competent you don't I want, want to be caught off guard i don't i don't i i, I don't thank you so much for having me, by the way <laughs> i so, thought it, i thought it'd be really funny though if like i just didn't show and then that would be hilarious right because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> i would have like, like figures laurie's at home in her cave <laughs> I thought about it for a second, like, okay, we'll make this really funny and be like, oh, the five doesn't like to go out. <laughs> Let's move <laughs> and they, on. She Six. literally didn't come out. <laughs> um, Lori, you are currently, you have been in so many different roles here yeah. on staff throughout the years. You've had seasons of being on staff here, not being on staff here as yeah. life and family dynamics has worked it. So what are some of the things you've done on staff? One yes. of them was 
trying to be assistant to Matt Brown, which is super funny because I think nobody understands my life with him except for Lori because right. she's sort of lived it. Right. Yeah. You know what? I actually started here in 2008 and I was the 22nd employee, like our at the time, time, I was the, of course not you of know all time because people came and left, you know, but yeah, yeah. at the time there was 22, I was the 22nd at that time in Diana Hall. And so, yeah, like I came on doing groups, doing next steps. And from there I moved on to care, global care. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, there's actually an interesting story about my fiveness and my feeling of inadequacy that has to do with that mm-hmm. role. Then, yeah, then I left and then I came back as... I think I came back that time as the assist as Matt's assistant and I helped you out. Mm-hmm. I volunteered in between because we mm-hmm. did dinners and things, mm-hmm. stuff I did that yeah, for yeah. you. You've always been a part of, but sometimes right. officially on staff and yeah. sometimes you weren't able to. Like my kids, kids little stuff kids. like that. And then I I came back to fill in for someone's pregnancy and then I stayed for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I left because my kids, you know, I have a couple um, children that we adopted and so they needed my care. Mm-hmm. I left and then... Two, it's been almost two years. I came back, and so I've been here four. I've been here four separate times in like ten different roles. I consider myself a gap filler. You guys just call me. Like you're competent in any right. any place we put you here. Well, and that's like. what I do. I figure. So that's the great thing about a five. You can we figure it out, mm-hmm. right? We don't want to. You become. You try to become the best on it. You learn right. everything you can. Oh, we do become the best on it. But. <laughs> so what are you doing now? I know okay. what you're doing, but I want to hear. Well, so now, oh, sorry, I just kicked to, your It'd be table. funny to say what you think you're doing and then have me describe what you're doing. Right. So what I'm doing now is I work in the communications department. And so I do internal communications and special projects. So anything that we communicate out to the staff, um, any of our ministry material comes through me for editing and for the our for sandals language. voice and, mm-hmm. and then special projects. So anything that our executives need, you know, we I'm Which there for. Is part her job and also just part her lot in life because she is the wife of our executive pastor Dan Zimbardi. Yeah. Who's what, what? my boss. Hi Dan. Yeah. My <laughs> boss is boss's boss, maybe? Probably. I think I've been but four I levels say he's down. Just my boss. Like Matt's not the boss of me. Right. <laughs> right. I won't say that out loud or have that recorded, <laughs> but we all know the truth. Okay, let's talk about you as a five. Yes. First of all, how has learning about your Enneagram style helped you better understand yourself? Like, was there anything you were surprised at or did did you just kind of feel like, oh, there's me? Right. Well, when we first, when, when the whole thing first, when I became aware of it, mm-hmm. you, you were the one that mm-hmm. shared it with us. Um, I, I, had, I took a f- one of those free tests online mm-hmm. and like it had 20 questions and it came back three completely different numbers than I actually am. Did it come am. back a six? No, it came back a, a nine, three, actually I think it came back a nine, three, one. Mm-hmm. And so I am a five, eight, one now. Um, but when it came anyway, back, yeah. I, I thought, okay, it doesn't, it doesn't, that doesn't really sound like me, but yeah, a nine. I like to nap and a three. I want my hair to look good. Like I didn't understand it and just thought, okay, I could, I could see that. I don't Mm -hmm. like to clean my closet. I could, I procrastinate. So, so it wasn't until we took the assessment, like the, Mm -hmm. the, the The real deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and it, and when it came back and it said that I was a five, I I was actually like, you were a little, um, Befuffled. Is that a word? Befuffled? Wow. I, if it's not, you were a little it just befuffled because one. I remember and you were like, wait, what? Wait, what? Because I was, because I don't want, I don't want to be, I didn't want to be a five at the time. Like, why? Because I, well, I also didn't know what it was. Okay. So I thought it was, I thought for sure I was going to come back a one. For sure. The good person. Like, <laughs> right? Women want to be ones and men want to be three. Right? But <laughs> so. so I was surprised it didn't and I was surprised it came back, one came back as my third. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I have it in me, but it came back as five. But once I read, origin. yeah, once I read about what the, I mean, what the, fi- I'm the fiveiest five in five town. Like, you are. And that's what I, when I say befuffled, that's because yeah. you were like very befuffled. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was mad. And like, what? And then you were just like, almost overcome with emotion, which five, ten, fives tend to be the least emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're very in the head, mm-hmm. pretty big, big disconnect for emotions, but you were actually very emotional about it. From what I remember, mm-hmm. we were down in the old chapel right. because you did feel like it was like a light, like shining light on, right. on you. At first, when I saw it, I thought, oh, well, I failed. I failed it. I did it wrong. <laughs> and I was upset. And then when I read it, I was like, oh, 
I'm, I now make sense to me mm-hmm. because I never, mm-hmm. I never made sense to, mm-hmm. to myself. Yeah. So, th- and I've always, everything I thought I was supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, I, like it didn't bring me joy. It didn't bring me fulfillment. I didn't love who I was because I wasn't living in my, I wasn't living my true self. Well, and that's what I say so often about, um, the, I was going to say the Instagram, the mm-hmm. Enneagram, <laughs> a lot of, in, uh, talk about Instagram today. Uh, the Enneagram is that I think that's where we find freedom. And that's what you're describing is we've spent so much time trying to be everything we think we're supposed to be by looking at everything everybody else is. And when, and the Enneagram helps you go, no, no, this is who I am. And to see the beauty that that brings to this big mosaic of humanity kind of picture of like, no, I, I can just be this. I don't have to be everything else right. because it doesn't give you joy. It doesn't give you fulfillment, mm-hmm. exhausts you. Yeah. And that's, I think what you just described so well is right. I, yeah, it just helped me to be, see me and be yeah. me and find freedom in that. And I, I often wonder, and I felt this personally is that even when I became a Christian and I have tried to walk with Jesus and figure out my purpose, you know, like there was so member like the purpose driven life, which mm-hmm. is such a good book. Yeah. But what does that look like for me? And always feeling like it's like the sun will set you free and you'll be free indeed. And just feeling like I never felt right. free. Right. Because so much of me was so hyper aware of everything I wasn't Mm -hmm. that I thought I should be, especially in ministry, especially as a pastor's wife. Um, And this has helped me go, no, actually, Mm -hmm. these are my strengths. And you you don't have to be ashamed for saying, I'm good at this. This is what I bring to the table. And you don't have to exhaust yourself trying to be everything you're not. Because you can go, someone else is that. And great, good for it. That's why the body... Many parts, one body. Yeah. Well, and that's what I did for so long was I was existing how I thought I was supposed to. And so I was mm. bummed that I didn't enjoy how I believe God made me. You know, so yeah. I thought, you know, you know, all those years of yeah. hospitality and all those years of Well, you are good at that though. The, I'm but good at it. But you know what I don't, <laughs> but I don't but I didn't love it. Yeah. So so here I am doing this thing that I'm really good at. And why am I good at it? Because I'm going to be good at whatever I do, especially if people are involved. you want to be competent. And I don't want to be embarrassed. You yeah. know, that's another big thing. I mm-hmm. want people to look at me and say I was great all the time. So <laughs> so we would do these things and we would do these parties or we would do e- events or I would, you know, host things. Mm-hmm. And I would be so stressed out and I would be miserable. And it was always a Calgon moment at the end, like, take me away. Uh. Calgon, you just dated yourself. <laughs> right, sorry. Calgon used to be this, This um, explain yeah. what Calgon is for people who won't Okay, know. so it, it was like Calgon at the end of the day when away. the mom was exhausted with the kids and work or whatever, you got in the bath and you put the Calgon bath in and then you laid back and you went, oh, Calgon, take me away. It's and an it old took you away. from when you grew up, huh? Right, it took you away to another <laughs> world and you got to forget about all the troubles in your life for that moment you're in the bath until you know Tell whatever you get out but, of the bath. <laughs> but that's how it was so I always thought that you know one of the things I've said is it it's it it is so awful for your self-esteem or for your self-worth to believe that you that you despise how you believe God created you mm-hmm. and I despised it I couldn't stand it and so did you feel like it, you couldn't stand it because you didn't see the necessity of it or the role it played it just didn't bring me joy you know? No, I'm saying you're you're saying you d- you despise the way God did make you. No, no, no. I I thought the way that I oh, thought oh, okay. God I'm made just, me. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I thought God made me to be this this hospitality, the servant. Mm-hmm. This I have like point zero zero minus one two in me. Like I'm that <laughs> low. That's my lowest is the two. So that's it's, interesting. It's kind of funny. I know you, and you do help. I I do, but I but I but do you're not it, motivated by it. I'm yeah. not motivated by it, and I do it out of yeah. Why am I here today, kindness, Tammy Brown? Yeah. Because I love you. Yeah. Not because I love my voice being heard or my right. story being well, told. Well, you are, so. started this whole thing with how you were not going to show up and how funny that was right. going to be. <laughs> and it was. That would have been so funny. But anyway, so it was It was the, the relief to finding out my style was that I it just made sense to me. And now I didn't feel bad about myself. I didn't feel bad that I I, I have a low level of emotion, let's say. Oh, no. I mean, 
I've been called cold-hearted. Like I don't, I'm not an emotional being, you know? And I, I, it's not that I don't have emotion. It's just, I use it appropriately. Like, right. <laughs> Said every five. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was, but this Wait, goes back coming to. Coming off last week with the four, it was like emotions are all yeah. over the place. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I don't live in that world mm-hmm. and I, I get that some people do, but I, I don't. And so to, to then, you know, I, I, I was in a role at Sandals, my second, maybe my second or third role was in care. And so we did benevolence and we, Mm -hmm. you know, cared for people. And I always thought something was wrong with me that I'm not crying in the depths with, with the people that would come in for care. I Mm -hmm. could listen to them and I could hear their story and I could organize and get them help and move on. And it never, I never took it home with me. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like like what's wrong? With, like you're a monster. What's we wrong with need, you? Like high four, wing fives in those roles, right? But <laughs> the great can thing, feel it, but then also figure out how to take right. care of it. But that was the great part about it is now realizing that that was a gift, so that it didn't. I wasn't destroyed every day, and I didn't go home to my family mm-hmm. destroyed mm-hmm. and living. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd walk yeah. through the valley. I didn't live there. You know, yeah. with them, and yeah. so I. It's just things like that that. I saw as a flaw or a a failure of me. And Mm -hmm. it turns out that, no, it it really was very helpful in those situations to be a five or be less emotional and be able to handle it. I think that's one of the things about fives. Ethan has a lot of five in him. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, it's taken me a long time to connect and Matt and a long time to connect with how we approach him. But because fives do express themselves differently. They're not going to be like super like crazy out there. I've, I've talked about how I took, I was taking the girls to a concert once and Ethan really wanted to go. Tickets were like 200 bucks. So I'm like, okay, if you really want to go, and we got there and he seemed miserable to me. And I started getting mad at him. I'm like, what is your problem? He's like, what? I'm like, are you wanted to come? He's like, I love it. I'm like, tell your face, you know, because he is like, he just, it's kind of look different. He's it's, there's a lot of inward with the five, with yeah. the observer. They're taking it in. There's a lot of processing, thinking through it. It doesn't come out the way that it does with other right. people. And I think when I think of you, that's really similar. Like, because I know you, that's helped me to be able to, I think, engage with my son better because he doesn't need a lot of people. Right. But here's the thing that I've seen with him. And I know this to be true for you too. He doesn't need a lot of people, but what can happen for him is because he doesn't need a lot of people and he's not always like, Hey, reaching out, whatever that there's this shadow side of deep loneliness because people perceive him mm-hmm. as not needing anyone. Right. And so he doesn't have a lot of close friends. Friends don't reach out. They don't engage him because they assume he doesn't need them or want them. And I have watched you over the years sort of manage that tension of um, you can't have friends, close friends that are super needy of you. Right. Because you don't function like that. Mm-hmm. You have to have friends yeah. that um, understand. Yeah. Like it's not personal. It's not like I don't want to spend time with you right. or whatever, but you just, you, you don't, you're not super like, Hey, I want to be life of the party all the time. Right. That's not joy for you. Right. Like once in a while and with safe people, mm-hmm. small group of safe people, yeah. that's where you want to live. Yeah. And so how, how would you describe that? This is off, off notes. This right. is, you're not even going to oh, have your, geez. you can't use your notes. And it's probably this. going to be the best. <laughs> Get ready, everyone. That tension to manage of, mm-hmm. of not being super I wouldn't say you're not people oriented because you right. love people. Yeah. But the loneliness. Right. I love that more. With loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Here's the deal. Like, I'm not the friend. I'm not the friend that keeps friendships going. Like I I have to have friends that that understand and that that get that I love them and but I'm I'm not the one planning the weekends and planning all the fun. Mm-hmm. I'm Doing Which is my funny because we're of like, them. hey, Lori, we want to go do this. And right. you'd be like, we're going to go to this hotel. It's the best and eat this food. Right. And you will, you'll research yeah. that. And I go and it is great. It's just, you have to, you kind of have mm-hmm. to pull us along. Mm-hmm. And that really is how it is. I, I, um, the funny thing about what you said about your son at the concert, I, I totally get that because I would be there 
looking at, at the equipment or looking at how they're doing or finding mistakes or <laughs> finding things that were wrong or, oh, you know what they did? They just, you know, and so, mm. yeah, it looks like maybe we're not having a great time. We're really just, we're having a You're ball in our heads, yeah. observing it and taking notes and doing that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, you know, we've talked before about, I'm a cave, I'm a cave dweller. So mm-hmm. I have to go into my cave mm-hmm. at times. And then what I love is you, especially, and some other friends, like you have, you get me. And so mm-hmm. then you send me the flashlight emoji, like, Hey, I'm coming in, <laughs> you know? And it's like, it kind of like tells me, okay, it's time mm-hmm. to get out of my cave. Mm-hmm. But that, that like is- go in there. It's like we say with mm-hmm. the style four, like feel your feelings, but don't trust them all for right. you. It's like go in the cave, but don't live in the cave. Right. Because I could live in the cave mm-hmm. and you know what? I, I could live pretty happily in that <laughs> cave. I got to be honest with you, but I totally get, it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. It's not what I should do. Um, but it is, I do really enjoy being Mm -hmm. alone. Like Mm -hmm. I really do. You know, what's funny about it though, is my husband who is a a three, Mm -hmm. right. And who would have everyone over all the time and living there. Like we would be three wing two or um, four. 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 He's a three, four. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he would, you know, we've talked previously about, you know, his dream would be just to live in a cul-de-sac and have everyone have the houses that are friends and we all just exist and live. And yeah, threes are very, very relational. Yeah. So, so, so that's our life. (laughs) That's the tension that you guys manage. But he's great because he has said like, we have four kids, three still at home. And so, you know, he does this thing where he says, Hey, I'll take the kids. You, you know, you go do whatever you want, or you go be alone. And Mm -hmm. what's really interesting is we just had this talk the other day that even though I love being alone, I actually don't love it when he said, when he takes the kids and goes and leaves me. Like that actually isn't the alone that I, that I really want or need. Cause I don't want, I don't ever want it to be that I'm pushing my family out. Like I don't mm-hmm. want you around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun when you're gone, but I, it, it's just one of those really weird things. It sounds like I'm contradicting myself. Well, that's what I'm saying that yeah. being alone and loneliness. Right. You're Cause just I love being with my husband and doing stuff with him. 50-ish. I am 53. Dear friend. You know, and so you have wisdom, maturity, experience that my 18-year-old son doesn't, Mm -hmm. but that's what he manages. He can be alone a lot. He's not reaching out to people. He's not keeping friendships going. Right. But he's very lonely because he doesn't have close friends. Well, he doesn't have the people like like you or the the, the different people in my pod. Yeah. Being, you know, they don't have the experience and maturity to be like, hey. Yeah. And so it's it's an interesting place to watch an 18-year-old that. And then right. I know you, which you've, like I said before, like you've helped me know how to love him and engage mm-hmm. him more um, yeah. because I've learned and kind of figured this out with, between you and I. Yeah. But I think what you're saying is even growth for you at 53. You said it. I wasn't going to say. Yeah. No, it's cool. <laughs> I own it. 53 is why you're just getting wiser. Like that's that ex- proverb. Is that what that's called? Woman. Yeah. Um, but you're even saying it's not that I want to be alone. Right. I don't want to push people away. And I think that's a huge thing of growth. Right. right. I don't. I also don't want to. I'm not going to be the center of the party dancing on the table. I mean. Except that Most one of time. The, so I was going to say, except that one time. But, except that but one it, time you broke both your legs at the Oingo Boingo concert. Okay. It, it was <laughs> you my, knew I had to bring it okay, up. It was my ankles. <laughs> oh. And, um, well, that's, that is for another podcast, my friend. <laughs> but but yeah, that did, did happen. That happen? But you know, it, did. it did happen. But you know what's interesting is I've always been a five. I mean, I can now look back to mm-hmm. being four years old and feeling inadequate and mm-hmm. feeling embarrassed about who I was at mm-hmm. four like, yeah. Well, I can, that's the underlying shame of yeah. not being enough. Right. Not, but it, but And then you don't understand, but it's yeah. there. So I know that that's always been in me. And that answers so many questions in my mm. life. But I think I lived in, I can live in, I live in my other numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I am the fiveiest five, but I think that there is a time in my life, you know, where I, I did live a, I probably lived a little more in my seven, you know, when when (laughs) you're young, (laughs) when you're young and in college and, you know, I did restaurant work. I was a bartender. I was a bar manager. Like you you have to be so relational to be a bartender, but then you go home and die every day. But, (laughs) but so, so I think I've also been able to adapt to my environment. Mm -hmm. So, and I've, I've also had to do what I needed to do. I was a single mom for four years and I had to take care of my daughter and Mm -hmm. I had to make ends meet and I had to 
you, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I think that also there's a difference there when you have to do what you have to yeah. do and well, to that's survive. Life. That's life. So, okay, let's talk mm-hmm, about this yes. style. I'm going to read some things and just get your thoughts on them, okay? Okay. We're going to start with unhealthy. Yep. When observers' fives are unhealthy, um, they shift from being observant to being detached. All day, every day. They don't engage emotionally or socially in healthy ways. Yep. And they need to avoid, avoid incompetence. The need to avoid incompetence mm-hmm. can cause them to withdraw completely from the world around yeah, them. Yeah, at all cost. I can't, I have to, I, that is probably the biggest thing for me is that incompetence piece. I don't want to, I don't want to look incompetent. I don't want to be embarrassed. I also, more than that, don't want you to be incompetent or anyone else to, to, to be like, I, I wish it wasn't that way, but that one is so hard for me. And one that I'm learning to grow no, but through. That, I but, mean, that's why this conversation yeah. is so important because most observers out there, like yeah. they need a real conversation about yeah. this. Yeah. Because what happens with me is, and it's, it's my unhealthy side. If, if I, if something is incompetent or I, I deem it incompetent and I, I deem it, you know, like it, it just, it was purposefully, <laughs> it's, I'm done. Like my trust is lost mm. for whomever and whatever that was. And see, I have that's that, a but it's not incompetent. It's not competency. Mm-hmm. It's safety. If mm-hmm. I deem you unsafe, yeah. my trust is gone. Because, yeah. you know, fear is my yeah. biggest and my need for security. Like yeah. once that's broken, it's very hard for me yeah. to come back from in it, that same it's way. It's exactly the same mm-hmm. way. And and I, I have... Yeah, like people I know or places I go, like I can't go there anymore because I have deemed them unworthy. <laughs> They're on the unapproved list. I have a very long unapproved list. Okay, so our unhealth um, comes out when we don't feel safe, secure, love typically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brokenness, I'm going to talk about the brokenness yes. of it for a second. And then we're going to end on the healthy and the beauty because it's just a better place to end. Yeah. Because here's the, the deal. Okay. We need fives in our lives. And I'll talk about that a little bit more. But brokenness can surface when the gifts of the observer are exaggerated. And they shift, like I said, from being observant to detach. They don't engage emotionally or socially in healthy ways. The need to avoid incompetence in themselves and others around them cause them to withdraw completely. They tend to struggle with greed, not necessarily, this is what I was going to say, we're going to talk about this, not necessarily financial or material, but with their time, mm-hmm. knowledge, and emotion, and just their person. Yeah. And that's that's what I see happen is that that greed comes with, you're, you don't get me. Right. And which is robbing mm-hmm. everyone around you who loves you, you know, to, right. to all the observers. and. So many, you know, we have lots of five friends and that tends to be attention in friendship, attention in mm-hmm. marriage of just like, I just want you and you're yeah. so unavailable seemingly. Yeah. And so that's the brokenness. I think the other thing about the greed though, there's a, for me personally, mm-hmm. there's a whole nother level in not only am I unavailable, but I, I, I kind of hoard who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't share anything about myself or mm-hmm. things that I do or like like I, I just don't. No Which is one so knows. Funny because you're married to a three, and threes mm-hmm. are typically like, "Look what I did." Yeah. And you're like, so well, that, but that's what's great. I let him. I let him yeah. have the spotlight. He gets yeah. the trophies. I, I, you know, the problem with that though is, like, and and some of the hoarding and some of the keeping is I don't want to be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I don't want someone to judge me. I don't want someone to. I don't want to feel embarrassed or feel less than. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to show you. I'm not going to. Yeah. You hold your cards. I hold close. it yeah. just in case it's not. Yeah. You're going to think that I'm incompetent or I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't do it right or I'm not good. Or so I just, I just keep it all, all you know, of it. I, um, I, both of my wings, which is five and seven, mm-hmm. I'm more seven, but I barely have any five or seven. They're my two of my lowest scores. Mm. Nine is my very lowest and then five and seven. And, but I think that what you just described is how I feel when I teach, like for cultivate or for uh-huh. sandals is I think I don't want to do it because someone's going to come and say right. like, you didn't talk about, you didn't right. get this right theologically or this mm-hmm. whatever. And so I'm just like, I would. Right. I, I, that trips me up. And so I'm constantly right. wrestling with 
doing what I know God's called me to do, but I don't want to be embarrassed. Right. And I don't want someone to come in and be like, right. well, you didn't, which embarrasses me. You know? Right. But then the other thing that happens is now I have to, now I have to write that wrong in my head for the next 20 years. And so <laughs> I have to have Shoot. the conversation over and over again, maybe not 20, 15, like over and over again 19. until the conversation's right, until I've proven you wrong. What you said about me was right and uh, wrong. And here's why. And so what happens is, I, I just have all these battles in my head or all mm-hmm. these conversations that if it didn't go my way or I don't feel like I presented myself right, like this podcast is going to be fantastic in my head like 2 a.m. because I'm going <laughs> to relive this and think yeah. of all the things I didn't say, should have said, mm-hmm. I, I kicked the table. Laura, you kicked the table. What's so funny like, is yeah. that when I'm in that place, Mm-hmm. You're so good at being like, let it go. Yeah. It's like, you're super good at telling me what to do. That's well. You're admitting that you don't do for yourself. <laughs> yeah, of course. I just, because I know. Because I. Because you should know better. Because I should know. But see, we don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, I definitely don't take my own advice. Right. In that one way. In that one way. Say, yeah. For because sure. Because you are one with me because I do come to you mm-hmm. as a safe person in my yeah. life with a lot of things that happen yeah. in ministry. And you'll be like, Tam, yeah. that's not true. Let it go. Don't right. give it. Because the other thing is we— And I don't necessarily know that you were doing that in your head, but I'm like, you're one of the best people that talks me out of doing that. Because because part of—and I don't like it being the wise person. I don't think it's wisdom. I think it's knowledge. I think we like to pursue knowledge. So I want to pursue—I want to figure it out, and I want to have the answer, Mm -hmm. whether I share it with you or not, because I'm probably not going to share it with you. But (laughs) I want to just have that, have the right answer. Yeah. Um, And so— with that also comes intuition because we've done the research and we've seen it before. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we've been friends for a long time. And so I know you and I know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your gifting and I know how fantastic you are at absolutely everything. So when you don't Whatever. feel that way, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that probably but I think is because that has you've to do become with it. competent on knowing me. And mm-hmm. so you can speak to that. That's right. probably what that, why that's that way. Yeah. That's interesting. Because that, because the knowledge and the intuition, I think, because that's something that I actually think some of the beautiful, the beauty of my five is that, is that pursuit of knowledge. Like I, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I love knowing those things. You know, one of the things uh, I was just talking with someone yesterday about it. And we were saying that, um, you know, if, if someone, if I hear a stranger say like, Oh, I wonder what say to another friend, Oh, I wonder what 30 degrees Celsius is in Fahrenheit. And I don't know that I'm going to look it up and find it out. Oh, I'm not going to tell them. Like, I'm not going to tell so them the never answer. You're not going to know that again in it's your head. It's 86 degrees. <laughs> well, I know Just this because for COVID, we mm-hmm. bought like the laser gun yeah. thermometers and it only reads it's all oh, that's funny. So I know that 38, mm-hmm. oh, wait, 37, sorry, 36 mm-hmm. or 37 is like 98. Yeah. <laughs> that's normal. I've had yeah. to like, I've actually had to research this myself But that's recently. little stuff that we will do, like I will do, like I will... I just want to know, and it's not—it's not so that I can go boast or that mm-hmm. I can be the smartest one in the room. I—I I just it. If I don't, it's—it nags me. It nags okay, me forever. This is—that's a perfect transition to moving towards the healthy. And when mm-hmm. you're healthy, because the rest of us don't do that. Mm-hmm. So we need you to share that information. I don't. Here's what I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand someone posing a question and then going, hmm. I wonder, and walking away. I do that all the time right? where I'm like, babe, can you look that up and then tell me what I need to know? Right. Just like get to the brass tacks yeah. with me. I don't want to read it all. I just want to know what I need yeah. to know. I'll say to Danny, Danny, what, like, don't, don't you want to, sh- shouldn't you, like, you just, you're going to be okay just going on without that? <laughs> so just yesterday, um, a gal in the office said something about, I wonder why, I wonder why Pigeon Pass is called Pigeon Pass. Hmm. And kept moving. And, oh, that's a funny name, or, oh, pigeons. And you're ah. like, no, I have to know well, who wait, named I, it, why they named right. it that. And it's because it's pigeons would fly through there because there was a spring, and then they would go drink. And Yeah, I did. I did look <laughs> it up. And so, but here's the deal. Like, I, it, I don't understand. That's one of those things that I don't understand like how, how someone can, can let that go. Like, how can you just keep on living yeah. without knowing yeah. why it's named Pigeon Pass how, <laughs> how do you go on without checked boxes? I don't... 
Okay, so when yeah. healthy, mm-hmm. meaning you feel safe, secure, loved, right. which probably for you translates to you don't feel like someone's out to embarrass you, right. or you don't feel like they're going to leave you or shame you mm-hmm. if you don't have all the answers. I right. mean, I'm, I'm wondering if that's what safe, secure, loved feels like yeah. for a five. This is what okay. is typical of observers. So okay. you remain calm and focused in your decision and processing. That is like... Depends on who with. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. This is when you're healthy. Yeah. When it's oh, a healthy, healthy. situation. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Um, I don't know that. And, you know, I mean, fives tend to be calm mm-hmm. either way. Yeah. But um, you, you're you good at decision-making and processing. Adam Workman is yeah. a five who's on our staff. And he's mm-hmm. like, we do go to him for a lot of decision-making. Yeah. He helps with interviews mm-hmm. because he, he does know the right questions right. to ask. He I think they what should, he's listening for. You should come to me for more <laughs> decision-making. <laughs> I'll tell my boss yeah. that. Um, oh, I tell him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, fives are very thoughtful in their knowledge in multiple areas that make them incredibly perceptive because you know a little bit about a right. lot. But that but was, fives know a lot of right. a lot about a lot. But that's a great part. That's a really great thing to bring up because that was also something that I always saw as a flaw that I didn't commit to something. Like I could, I would dabble. I love dabbling. Like I would dabble in something for a little while, and once I got really good at it. It satisfied that. So then I'd want to move on to the next thing. Because you and love so, learning. Because I love learning. And, yeah. and I've been in school. Like, I'm in my 40s. And, mm-hmm. and Because I, I just want to know. And so I want to know how to do marketing. or, or right. um, to, What did you just go to school for a couple of years ago? Well, I was digital media. Yeah, because so, she yeah. just wanted to know how to do digital media. Well, here's why. <laughs> I'll tell you why I went to school. Not that everyone probably cares. But I was doing the social media for Cultivate mm-hmm. years ago. And so we were making the slides or the graphics yeah. The our design team was. And I had to write all the copy. And so I didn't, it was my first time doing a social media thing. So I, I wanted to know how to do it right. Some people so I went to school. YouTube on that. So I went to college. <laughs> right, I know. But it was great because then I could really produce my best. I could give the best to the ministry. Thank but, you. But, but back to the flaw thing, I lived my whole life thinking that I was a flake or thinking that I can't commit to something. I can remember my mom saying to someone, like, give it five years and she'll like, oh no, here's what she said. She said, Lori's never committed to something for more than five years. And and she was right. I mean, I wasn't married at the time. I mean, I've been married 20 years. Thank you. But um but, but it wasn't because it was a flaw. Like I always saw that as talking down to me or, oh, oh there's yeah, something yeah, wrong yeah. with her. Mm-hmm. It isn't. It's just that once I'm good at something and I've got it, I don't have to stay there. Mm-hmm. I get to move to the mm-hmm. next thing. I mean, how fantastic is that? You get to move to the next thing and learn something new and figure See, out how to make sourdough <laughs> or figure out how to take photos. Did you learn how to make sourdough? No, but that's my next thing. So my next thing is I have to learn sourdough i want to learn sourdough are you going to be like a sourdough like making the design on top oh i've already bought the stuff (laughs) i haven't asked anyone how to make it yet but i we i have a friend that's going to give me some starter julie mccoy she's and she makes fantastic bread i know so pretty so i'm like i want to do this prettiest sourdough i've ever seen right but anyway that the whole point is i for years i thought there was something wrong with me Mm -hmm. and in reality it was just part of my beauty it is part of your beauty also one of the beauty the gifting and the beauty that fives bring to the world is because you're insightful and observant you help make the world a less chaotic and more organized place because you bring meaning to things you bring understanding to things because you've done the research Mm -hmm. and you let us know what that is so some of the beauty and you can tell me where this i wrote the brokenness um the beauty of the observer is their ability to remain calm focused and Focus on decisions and processing, mm-hmm. very thoughtful, and their knowledge in multiple areas makes them incredibly perceptive. The observer is insightful and observant during, I said this, desiring for the world to be a less chaotic and more organized place. Right. How would you say, would you say that's true about you? Oh, yeah. And can you think of a time when, like a story when that was the case? Where you helped just bring understanding to a situation right. or could made a chaos situation. Well, number chaotic. one, that question was not in my notes. So <laughs> we are going to have to disqualify that question. And I might have to never speak to you again. Tell so. me. Well, you know what the truth is here. <laughs> Great. Now I'm out forever. Here's the truth. I know that's not true because right. I would have been out a long time no. ago. <laughs> okay. See, see, here's what, so here's like, what happens. Uh, here, let me rephrase it. Let me Wait, reword but it. But let me tell you what I'm feeling right now. 
complete panic. <laughs> Um, my heart's racing. I wasn't prepared and for I'm that question. At you. Here's here's my something about the five. Right. But here's I have this list of you know you're a five. And I have to find this one and read it to you because this is exactly exactly what this is. Then I um, actually I listen, want you to just read the whole list. Yeah, this is okay. Here's one of them. If someone asks you for an answer on the spot, and instead of asking for time to process the question, you excuse yourself to the bathroom, preferring that they believe you have a bladder control issue, because you do this a lot, over not knowing the answer, you may be a five. Because I'd rather go to the bathroom right now and think that... And everyone just thinks like you're, you have oh, incon- con- incontinence. Yeah. Incontinence. You would know. Yeah. You're the five. What is I've it? done that. Like, oh, what do you think about the war of blah, blah, blah? Oh, oh, got to go. Uh, oh, you know I what? Did... Where's the ladies room? <laughs> oh, let me get right back to you. Hold do on. Do you go in the stall, open up your phone, Google search it real quick, yeah. read it all, yep. and come back? I've done that. <laughs> I've absolutely done that in meetings. Oh, wait. <laughs> can't. Oh, <laughs> can't hear. Oh, Zoom. Oh, my Wi-Fi went out. Find the answer. Oh, hey, I'm back. Okay, anyway, to answer that question, and then because I can't, that that's part of it. That being put on the spot, okay, is hard. That's hard. I just, I just panicked right now. Hey, don't panic. Just so panic. we'll edit all yeah. of that out. But Tiffany, don't edit that out. Right. Um, okay, so you said I'm the fiveiest five in five town. Yeah. Give me one story why or one story how. Um, can I read my list? Yes. Because see, I didn't have a story. Yeah. Yeah. Ready. Well, I your mean, story so is that you sides. created this list. My That's story is story. I created this list. Yeah. <laughs> so here's my, you might be a five. Okay. If you use your cell phone primarily as a flashlight or a calculator, you might be a five. Because we don't, because you we don't, don't call, call people. You barely we do not back. answer. <laughs> if you would rather have a rabid sewer rat gnaw on your face in your sleep before having to work on a group project, you might be a five. <laughs> If you finally perfected the dialogue so that there is no doubt you won the argument over if three bunches of purple grapes, if they are all in the same bag versus separate bags are one or three items, seven years after you had a fight with the lady in the 15 item or less checkout line, you might be a five. I do this. I count your, I count. My jaw's like on the ground. I'm like, I don't even know what you just said. Okay. (laughs) If you're in the checkout line and you have three bunches of grapes, is that, th- is that three items or is that one item? It's, it's, it's one item. If it's in the bag, it's one item. Hold on. So don't tell me I'm over 15 items. I counted my items. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, yeah. this board that records this whole thing has all these sound effects. I always say I'm going to use them and then I forget. Do the wah, wah, wah. I don't, nope, nope. Well, no, here. Is it three or is, is it, it one? Three or is it one? It's a mystery. <laughs> well, let me tell you what it is. I was in. A, here's my story, Tammy Brown. Checkout hey, line. See, now 15, 15 items or less. Three bunches of grapes in a bag. In one bag. And I had fifteen items because I will not go in the line if if I have sixteen. So they're in one bag. The lady behind me said, "Hey, you have more than fifteen items." And I said, "I I don't because these three grapes in one bag is one item because it." <laughs> It scans the checkout person, does one code, and it's a wait. So what does it matter? Anyway, I fought with that woman for seven years in my head until she told me I was right. So that's, that's, that's your, there's your story. That's my story. Here, I have another one. Okay, keep reading. Because this is a good one. If you let every phone call, even ones from your mom or your kid's school, go to voicemail and then never listen to it, you might be a five. You 100% do that. Right. If you see your best friend at Target, you turn around and leave before they see you, you might be a five. Have you ever seen me in Target? No, no, Tammy Brown. (laughs) I've never seen you in Target. If you prefer to sit at the kids' table at a dinner party and are perfectly content to never interact with one adult the whole night, you might be a five. You do that. Uh, I do the dishes. You do the dishes at any event, or you help set up the food, or you start clearing, or you do anything you can do. Right. Because nobody actually wants to help you. It's like moving. No one really wants to be there helping. I do. Because guess why? No one's in there. I'm My hands are so big. No one's I'm trying doing to dirty visit dishes. with you. You're like, oh, I want to no. talk, but I'm doing right. these dishes. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Oh, water's on. <laughs> Can't hear you. <laughs> so that, it's just, yeah, that's my, I have a fun list. Anyway, those are some of my, some of my being a fives. Okay. Couple, last, last couple things. Okay. Oh, oh, really? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been so fun. I'm so glad you 
actually showed up instead of played your five five e smart prank on me. Mm-hmm. Um, how to relate to an observer in your life? So you may yeah. not be a five, but chances are you have someone in your family or a good friend, someone that you love that is. How to relate to the observer? Speak in a straightforward and brief manner. Mm-hmm. You agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Give them time alone to process their feelings and thoughts. Hundred percent. How much time? Like scale one. All the time we need. Make them feel welcome, but not too intensely, or they might doubt your sincerity. Right. Right. Help them avoid big parties, overdone emotions, and intrusions on their privacy. Don't invite me. (laughs) Just don't. I'll send a gift. How many gifts have you gotten from your close friends that are like, sorry, I'm late, didn't want to be here, but you're not late because- Yeah, what's funny is I I have those shirts, and I just, so I just had my 53rd birthday, and my friend got me one of those shirts. Like, there's a shirt. I can't remember. It's like- Something about thank you for yeah. not talking to me, or I don't know. I can't remember what it says. I wish I had remembered. But yeah, I have a lot. I have mugs. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you have it all. Don't assume that just because they tend to be reserved that they want to be detached. Right. Yeah, I think that's the right. balance that we have struck over yeah. the years. Is like just enough check in. Mm-hmm. I'm. I know you're going to get back yeah. when you get a chance to yeah. get back. And I've had more people come up to me and say, "Hey, can we talk?" And yeah, and then say, "Hey, are you are you mad at me?" And I'm like, no, gosh, why wouldn't I marry Oh, because when I saw you yesterday, you walked by me and you didn't say hi or you didn't. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I know I love you. Like, but, but that, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I, the, I am scared to death to talk to people. I'm scared to death. And you wouldn't know that because I can, mm-hmm. I can present myself very extrovertedly. Is yeah. that a word? Yeah. Um, and, but in, but in reality, like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's so tough. I was just at a our t- we had a team gathering um, at my boss my boss's house, and there's a gal there I've never met, and I'm telling you, I stressed for 30 minutes on going up and saying hi and introducing myself, and just wishing she would have come up to me so that I didn't have to be the one to make the move. To but mm. but it, it was a battle of, and then I'm gonna leave, and she's gonna say, oh that Lori Zimardi, she was she didn't even speak to me. Uh. No, I was dying. I wanted to meet you lady over there with the kid. I just, I, I couldn't. It's, That's it's, so interesting. Yeah, it's rough. Um, be consistent with them. This is a good way to gain their respect. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I just recently heard about a five is just that fives are the friend that you can, you can go forever without seeing. And mm-hmm. when you do, you pick right back right. up where you left off. Yeah. Like no time has passed, right. which I think is a gift that you guys have, yeah. but that's so true for you. Yeah. I call, well, I call it the so anyway friend. Yes. So you just, I don't see you for three or four years, 10 years. <laughs> and then when I see you, it's all, we can pick up right yeah. where we left off. So anyway, mm-hmm. blah, 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 you know, yeah. and we can do that. And I... I love that. Like mm-hmm. I, that's, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't, I don't have a lot of drama. I'm not a drama number. So yeah. I don't, I don't worry if, if Tammy, if you were to invite Tiff somewhere and I'm sitting there and you say, Hey Tiff, let's go get lunch. And they're like, Oh no, I didn't invite Lori. No, it's, <laughs> I, I'm okay. You two go and have what fun. What is that like? Cause I'm always yeah. like, Oh my God, no. they left me out. They don't like me. No, and see, like, I don't and have then any I spend of that. the next 10 years of my head right. going, what could I have done better right. to get invited to that lunch? And I'm spending the next 10 <laughs> years of my head going, gosh, why did she invite me? I know she didn't really want to, but <laughs> no. So uh, th- th- we have very low drama. So I think when you if you're relating to a five or you have a five in your life, I think um, understanding that we we need time to process our mm-hmm. thoughts and and I'm not I can't come up with an answer on the spot. I just can't. Yeah. Um, and so contemplative, like super. Mm-hmm. I need to think about it. I need mm-hmm. to process it, and I need to get back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's super important. I think um, not not embarrassing us. Mm-hmm. Don't don't embarrass me in front of someone. Like even I mean I love to joke and I will banter and I love yeah. sarcasm. Like yeah. absolutely. I I my favorite <laughs> people are people that are sarcastic and can banter with me. But they have to be smart sarcastic like you have a yeah. you're like you're you're like you snobby, about, snobby about your sarcasm like you you really appreciate next level. I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> but but I don't love being called out. Like don't no, call us out. Yeah. That, but even in general, yeah. like don't call us out. Like, hey, so Lori, come on up and tell us what you thought about. Uh, like, you they, die. yeah, you do want to die, and you're dying Here, the whole time because then, then you panic inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't think of anything or hear anything. All I hear is 
you've just embarrassed me. I have to kill you. No, no. <laughs> I mean, my in my mind. mind. Yeah. <laughs> Some things that people have asked me about like strategies with the five because they are different is like I've told married couples, like, you know, my spouse is a five. They don't want to, I say which some I've learned from you and some other people who are high five giftings mm-hmm. in our life is like drive separately to an event. Absolutely. And, and both spouse have the understanding of mm-hmm. the big deal was that the five showed up mm-hmm. and gave that amount of time yeah. and let them go when they want and you stay and party all night yeah. if you want. And that's what my husband and I do. Like mm-hmm. we bring separate cars and he yeah. always stays. Like he, he stays was and you go. Recently at something like 11 o'clock, that man came home and I knew he was just a few blocks away. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you do until 11? We were talking yeah. he's, he's like yeah we we were talking there was a big group that's a big group stayed yeah late yep so so we have we found ways to to yeah take separate cars don't embarrass me ask me if you can share something about me yeah you know before you, you go and be tell to matt brown right he just tells the stories right and mother and we hear him on sunday with everyone else. Right. i'm like uh, and yeah. also that was your yeah. viewpoint of that. Yeah. I remember it like this. <laughs> and don't set me up. To, don't set me up where I might be incompetent. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. don't say, hey, babe, we're going to go double date with the Browns and we're going to go play tennis. And I've never played tennis before because oh, that's you've advice. now just. Now you, you have to learn tennis and like become an expert right? pro tennis player in 24 right. hours. Right. No, yeah. Or less. And then you, or you go and then you're like, ah, yeah. It's that is just great best not to, we're not spontaneous. So don't, for me, I mean, maybe you have the gift of that, but uh, it's very hard for someone to say to me, hey, let's go here now. Hey, drop everything. Let's go. No, what do I because need? I have to yeah. figure this out. Yeah. Well, the last thing that we tend to tell people is if you need to talk to a five about something serious, you say, we're going to talk at this time about mm-hmm. this. So that, yeah. And it's not in the moment, like you're right. saying. So, oh my gosh, thank you so much for your yes. insight, your list. Mm-hmm. I, you gave so many people ideas on how to love a five, approach a five, how to understand a five. And then also you might be mm-hmm. a five if that's one yeah. of my favorite things that's happened on any episode of this Cultivate podcast ever. Well, so. just know that I have like, what, eight or nine pages and I, I a- used one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lori's Thank Barney, you for having me. Thank you so much. Next week, we are going to talk um, with the sixes, which is going to be, um, I'm my own guest on the podcast, along with our entire team that we're all sixes. So it's going to be a great conversation for the loyalists. Some people call it the safe person or the guardian. Um, it's going to be a great conversation. So next week, all my sixes loyalists tune in. Bye. for listening to the Cultivate Podcast. If you were encouraged by what you heard, we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell a friend. We'd love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Sandals Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.sc slash discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook by visiting our website at cultivate.sc. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry of Sandals Church, be sure to find our current and archive sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief podcast where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find podcasts. Friends, until we connect again here or in person, remember, cultivate kindness. Thank you.